One month ago, the North Carolina Tar Heels defeated the Syracuse University men's basketball orange in Chapel Hill by 36 points. A month later, tonight, at the JMA Wireless Dome, Syracuse, for the first time since 2019, beat a top 10 team. It was the number seven North Carolina Tar Heels. Same team that beat Syracuse by 36 points a month ago. But tonight, it was Syracuse's night, and they beat North Carolina by a final score of 86-79. to Why? Because sports. That's why. Good night, everybody. That's the show. Now, of course, we've got much more to talk about here on Syracuse Basketball Postgame, presented by Krause Health, the official health care partner for Syracuse Athletics. What a night at the Dome as Syracuse plays its best game of the year. It grabs its signature win of the year for the first time really this season. Syracuse plays 40 minutes of basketball and they slay Goliath. They did it. David took down Goliath. North Carolina now had just beaten Miami only by three points coming off a loss against Clemson after their always emotional high when you beat a team like Duke. But Look, I'll say it right off the bat here, guys. Mea culpa. I said on this show after our last postgame show that they were not going to beat North Carolina. No way, no how did I see Syracuse winning this game tonight. They did it. Think of how they played against Clemson. Think of how they've played recently. Think of what we have talked about on this show consistently about what this team has to do, how it has to grow up, how it has to play to beat even teams in the middle of the pack in the ACC, let alone the top team of the bunch. You know, it was Armando Baycott who said recently that, you know, the ACC goes through me, goes through North Carolina, right? So that may still be true. We'll see what the Tar Heels do the rest of the way. But tonight, Syracuse had its night. Quad one win. Everything that comes with a victory like this. And they did it with their best game of the season. So this is the first time since 2019 that Syracuse has beat a top 10 team. That was Duke. It's the first time in nearly a decade since 2015 that a team has shot over 60% on North Carolina. The last team to do that was Pittsburgh in 2015. And here Syracuse does it tonight. A team that has gone in just the Clemson game, as, an ex- as a matter of fact, eight, nine minute stretches without scoring. What we saw tonight from Syracuse was a relentless offensive attack. Judah Mintz with 25 points, J.J. Starling with 23 points. It was a balanced, well-rounded attack. And see, guys, look, the most impressive thing to me about this win, and we're going to go over it all, we're going to hear from our Syracuse sports insiders and what they had to say about this one. You're going to hear locker room reaction from Adrian Autry, J.J. Starling, and Judah Mintz all coming up. Look, you beat the brand. There was a lot of North Carolina fans in the Dome tonight. Not a big crowd. Obviously, the crowd got into it, and the fans that were there made it an electric atmosphere. The students stormed the court, as we'll talk about, right? That's impressive that you beat the brand. You beat North Carolina. You beat a top-10 team. You beat the best team in the ACC. That's all well and good. You know what the most impressive thing to me about this win is, guys? Syracuse is a bunch of sophomores, Syracuse is a bunch of sophomores that had recently lost Benny Williams, that did not have Peter Carey tonight, that is basically down 
to a seven-man rotation. You know, we're harping back to the days of Jim Beheim. One thing Adrian Autry talked about before the season, yeah, we're going to play 9-10 guys and go deep around the bench. And it was just music to the ears of Syracuse basketball fans. And they're going to play man-to-man defense. Well, you know how Syracuse beat North Carolina tonight? Seven-man rotation and zone defense. That was a major difference between this game tonight and the game a month ago that North Carolina won by 36 points. In that game, North Carolina beat Syracuse points in the paint, 58-32. Points in the paint tonight, dead even at 32. That's the zone defense. It's also Syracuse shooting 63%. North Carolina shot 48%. That's usually a good enough percentage to win a game. But Syracuse was just lights out, 8 of 17 from three-point range. We'll go over some more of the stats here tonight. But you have a a seven-man rotation, down a bunch of guys, and a bunch of sophomores, which I have said a number of times on this show, and you guys know it as well as I have. They have to grow up. When was this team going to grow up? When was this team going to take a step forward and Sophomores become juniors and juniors become seniors and the whole thing. It just This is an immature basketball team that played immature and it showed and the chemistry was off and things and the trials and tribulations that they've gone through. Well, sports has this way of course correcting. Just when you think you've got it figured out and you know and you got your finger on the pulse of a team, something like tonight can happen and I in no way, shape, or form predicted this, but I was talking to some friends before the game. Shout out to my guy, Ty Doyle, who was at the game. And he was joking around with me. He's like, I I could probably write about 70% of your story right now. And I said, listen, sports, stuff happens, man. You always got to leave that window open. And that's what I love about a win like this tonight. This team needed this win. I think everybody involved that emotionally invests, financially invests, whatever your attachment is, your investment is to Syracuse basketball. I think everybody needed a win like this. I think it's great to see it. I think the fans are excited. The team, you could just obviously sense the the jubilation there. And about storming the court. Listen, I used to be one of these guys that don't storm the court. We're better than that. We're Syracuse. Where are our standards? I saw people on Twitter that we're, we're saying the same thing. Look, I, I think you just got to you gotta stuff it for the night. You really do. Think of when you were in college, and everybody that's in college is looking for that moment, that celebration, especially one that comes out of nowhere. This is not a mega-hyped game day, Saturday afternoon, 30,000-people game. There's 17,000 people there tonight, maybe. Students on a Tuesday night all kind of straggling in, like, what, what are we going to see? By the end... There is a huge mass of students as Syracuse is trying to close out the game. It's actually still a game. At points, it was only four points, and free throws matter. They were missing some free throws. And like North Carolina might be able to pull this off. They stormed the court. Who cares? Okay, Taylor Swift's on the Super Bowl for 50 seconds. Who cares? It's entertainment. Guys, it's entertainment. This is fun. This is supposed to be fun. Sports are fun. And tonight was a great reminder of that. So... If you want to, you know, be all hoity-toity and, and, and say that we're better than that, these are not the standards of Syracuse basketball, which, by the way, a clip from Autry I'm going to play, kind of agrees with you. I mean, you can go ahead and be the old man on the porch. Hey, back in my day, we didn't storm that court. And this. Just let them have their fun. Let them go out there, do their thing. They're college kids, doing college kid things. I will say this, though. Those students, and it was a very small percentage of them, and I hate to even give them the attention, 
as critical as I've been of Justin Taylor and some of you have been of Justin Taylor, the fact that Justin Taylor was booed during introductions and was booed at times when he touched the basketball, I mean, just get out of here. Get out of here with that nonsense, right? I think there's a time and a place you can be critical. I'm not saying fans have to, you know, bleed orange 100%. Come on, you guys, if you know me, like I'm as critical as anybody at times. You got to be fair about this stuff. But booing your own guy during uh, introductions and booing him when he touches the ball, I mean, get out of here with that. If I was an usher, I would have yanked you and thrown you out of the game for that. And again, small percentage, but sometimes, you know, an apple can uh, spoil a bunch type of thing. That was nonsense and i hated to see it so i know we're playing a lot of like uh rules of fandom tonight storm in the court whatever they had fun first upset for first signature win for a lot of these kids right i'm fine with that it was fun it was good nobody got hurt it's as far as i can tell they weren't unruly about it so who cares it's a big night and sports can remind you of what it's capable of on a night like tonight so Let's look at some numbers here because Jay, uh, Judah Mintz had 25 points, 8 of 11 from the field, 9 of 11 at the free throw line, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. Guys, I've been as hard on Judah Mintz as anybody on this show. I've been critical of Judah Mintz. He deserves his flowers tonight. That is the best game Judah Mintz has played in a Syracuse uniform bar none. I know he's had higher point totals than what he scored tonight. 25 is pretty damn good, but the way he played. And look, the best way I can describe this, I, it's going to sound so simple, but it fits. He just played the game. He let the defense come to him. He didn't rush. He didn't, you know, drive into double teams. He wasn't arguing with the referee. He moved the basketball, but his shot was fluid. He attacked the basket. He got this against North Carolina. Okay. I, I was afraid before the games, you're playing RJ Davis, who is the best player in the ACC. He's going to win ACC player of the year. And Judah's going to try to play anything you can do. I can do better. Judah. I'm going to say it. It's the internet. It's not even that naughty of a word, but I'm going to say a naughty word here. He played his ass off. He played his ass off on both ends of the court. So if I'm going to be critical of what I've seen at times, hero ball, selfish ball, some what I think are valid criticisms at times, when he goes out there and goes wire to wire for 40 minutes and leads this team along with uh, JJ, who we're going to get to shortly, he deserves his flowers for that. So Credit to Judah for the way that he played. You'll hear from him coming up a little bit later on here. J.J. Starling, guys. What a special moment for him. The local kid comes back. This is exactly what you wanted to see from this backcourt. When the moment J.J. Starling transferred to Syracuse, you just and we knew that Judah Mintz was back, and you had uh, you know sugar plums dancing in your head about what these could, two could do as a backcourt. We've seen it in spots but nothing like we saw tonight. Flat out outplayed the backcourt of North Carolina. That uh, The bank is open. Shot clock winding down three-pointer that J.J. Starling took. That's when you know it's your night. You hit a shot like that, it's your night. Judah's got a really good uh, reminder about that. First of all, a really good uh, quote about that, which I'll play for you coming up here shortly. But... JJ's confidence is getting much better as a shooter. And look, you got to remember, he had the shoulder injury and there was a lot he had to overcome, but they're gelling now and it might be too little too late. I mean, it's a month to go basically in the season here. It's a huge win. I still think Syracuse 
their NCAA tournament chances are somewhere between slim and none at this point. You get a win like this, it can revive things. You can pick up some wins down the stretch, do some damage in the ACC tournament. I don't know. We'll see. The ACC, there's not a lot of spots available as it is. But forget the tournament. Just look at what this team is developing into. And look, you'll hear the clip coming up. Judah thinks of the best backcourt in the ACC and the confidence that they play with. JJ's just playing the game, getting a shot off, put aside that 30-foot three-pointer he had to jack up, getting in the paint, stop, pop, quick shots. He is facilitating the offense as much as Judah. And I'm going to give Judah a lot of credit tonight. There were times he deferred to JJ, but man, they were just, they were just making sweet music tonight. And that is the backcourt that a lot of people wanted to see. Chris Bell had 13 points in this game. Quadier Copeland... There's one stat you got to know about Quadir. He made three huge defensive plays down the stretch in this game. It was funny. He actually came into the post-game press conference with Adrian Autry. And Autry kind of looks at him and goes, what do you want, Quadir? He's like, yeah, coach, coach, what did you think about those three defensive plays at the end of the game? They were huge. And they all added up in this game. How many times the refs had to go to the replay? God, those officials... What is it with ACC officials? Come on, guys. Go take a lap. What is going on with these officials? There was some, they had to, thank God for replay in this case, because they had to course correct themselves. But two games in a row, what are we doing here, right? I, I watched a lot of ACC basketball as you do. It's carried over from football. And I think maybe we're more looking at it with a more critical eye of officials these days. But oh my goodness, you guys, what is happening out there? Anyway, that's all I got to know about Quadir. Those three defensive plays were huge. How about Malik Brown all of a sudden becoming a three-point shooter? Hubert Davis brought it up in the post-game press conference. The guy's made less than five threes this year, but you leave him alone at the top of the key, Malik's going to hit that three. It's not a catch-and-shoot three. So we're not talking about Chris Bell here, but if you give Malik time to stop, and essentially he takes a free throw from the three-point line. He barely, watch his feet. His feet barely move. He just kind of grabs it, pops it up, hit two of those. You know it's your night when Malik's hitting threes like that and JJ's hitting threes like he did. And I got to give Moni or him a credit here. He played six minutes. He put nothing in the box score, but he had to carry the load when Malik got in a, not foul trouble. He had two fouls. He didn't want to risk it. He actually finished the game with two fouls, which is incredible to think about with Baycott and Ingram and the players in the paint and the fact that Malik stayed out of foul trouble is a credit to how he played. But when it you kind of had to ride Malik on the bench a little bit to prevent him from getting that third foul before halftime, Monier held down the fort. What do we hear all the time about Justin Taylor? He does things that don't show up in the box score. That actually happened tonight, guys. He made some Big defensive plays. He made a great pass in this game. How many assists did, did Taylor have? Just one assist officially, but he did setting screens, just being annoying on defense, and I mean that in a good way. So when you'll hear a clip from Autry that everybody checked a box in this game, you don't beat a team like North Carolina without those little things adding up. I mean, J.J. and Judah were huge offensively. Malik with another great night. But all those little things add up in a win like this. So you got a signature win. Put aside anything else that happens the rest of the way. Okay, the buzzer beater over Miami was your moment. And that still might be the best moment of the season. 
But to see this team come in on a random Tuesday night after, let's face it, you know, what we were saying after the Clemson game, people really, uh, we had an airing airing of grievances for sure on that postgame show. To turn around and beat a top 10 team like this is a credit to this team staying together, trying to formulate something. We've mentioned it. Chemistry hasn't been the best at times. You just kick Benny Williams off the team, and you you can just see it sometimes with these guys. But the key thing is that we kept coming back to is when did they grow up? They did tonight. They did tonight. They grew up a little bit. Sometimes that's what it takes. You almost have to, like, force feed it down your throat and earn the opportunity to grow up as a team. And that's what we saw tonight in an incredible win. So we're going to hear from our Syracuse Sports Insiders. As you can tell, uh, as you can imagine, they were fired up tonight. I could not keep up with the texts from our insiders tonight. So we're going to hear from them coming up here shortly. But let us now go into the post-game locker room. And we're going to hear first from Coach Autry. And then we will hear from J.J. Starling and Judah Mintz. But here is uh, Autry on grabbing what is, you know, a signature win for him as head coach in this team and, and something to build. You know, I'm, I'm just happy for my team. It's not about me. You know, um, my players, um, you, know, uh, you know, so I'm excited for them. I'm excited for the school. I'm excited for our team um, as we start, this, you know, we start this new journey, this new process to get back to where we would like to be, you know, winning games like this consistently. So I'm just happy for those guys. Coach, one thing you've talked about throughout the season is that when this team kind of gives up runs, it can fall off the rails a little bit. How did that you know, not happen today? We kept scoring today. Um, so I think that was a big difference. You know, we didn't have a nine-minute drop the last game. So we didn't have that, that drop. Um, so we kept scoring. And, um, you know, I thought that that had something to do with it today. That was big. That was very big in this game. They didn't have the scoring drills. They just kept coming down and scoring. That's how you beat Carolina. I love that this was a great basketball game. It was a back-and-forth, high-paced basketball game, which typically happens when you play. I love it when Syracuse plays North Carolina because my thought is always, oh, we're going to see a basketball game tonight. We're not going to see the nonsense with Virginia and slowing down the clock. And there's just some teams that the pace, Syracuse in, in the last few years of the Bayheim era, the pace was awful. Syracuse wants to play. They want to go up and down the court. We saw it tonight. Autry said it there about that standard and building back to the wins that they want to have on a regular basis. Hey, you can't storm the court. Look, you got to get back to being able to expect to win games like this. They're not there, but now you got that feeling. Now you can bank that. And a a young team, an immature team, who knows who's around next year. That's just college sports these days and the portal and all the nonsense that happens these days. But they got that banked. Maybe not even forget next year. The rest of this year, the ACC tournament, some other moments that could come up for these guys. Uh, one more from Autry here, just kind of his uh, opening thoughts on pulling off this win. Uh, everybody that played in the game was outstanding. In particular, I thought, you know, Judah and JJ, you know, when you, when you come into the season with those two guys, you know, that's kind of the expectation. I thought today they, they really stepped up big, but I thought everybody was really good. And I thought Chris Bell, you know, uh, did a really good job, Malik. You know, everyone that stepped on the court, Claudia Copeland was huge defensively. I thought everybody played a hand in this victory. And I was just uh, so proud of this team because we've been battling all year. You know, we've had we played a lot of these games this year with this team. And uh, you know, I thought today was the first time that we uh, we stayed composed. You know, uh, 
we stuck to the game plan. You know, uh, we ran our stuff. Um, you know, I just thought uh, Judah and JJ did an unbelievable job of just, uh, you know, taking what the defense gave them. That is uh, Coach Autry, and uh, let's hear from that dynamic backcourt, starting uh, with Judah Mintz on the confidence this team came into this game with, and you got to believe if you're going to beat a team like North Carolina, they executed, shot the ball well, 63%, every, all those little things that added up that we mentioned, but when you got a guy who's dropping 25 points and playing his best game in a Syracuse uniform, that helps. Here's Judah on that confidence. Yeah, we wouldn't have won if we didn't think we could win it. Uh, we, we're a confident group. Uh, no matter how the odds are stacked against us, you know, we feel like we're the team to beat. Uh, you know, how, no matter how delusional it may seem, that's, that's the confidence we come out with every game. Judah on the uh, backcourt combo, 25 from him, 23 from Jay. We felt, and we've been feeling like we're the best backcourt in the ACC. Uh, you know, we, we got a lot on our shoulders. We, we got to perform at a high level for us to win, uh, you know, and that's what we did today. Judah with a little reminder when asked about J.J.'s bank is open, desperation, shot clock winding down three points. Deja vu. Uh, I'm pretty sure everybody remembers Jesse hitting that same type of shot last year versus NC State. Uh, and it kind of felt like, you know, today was our day. Once he hit that, you know, it, you know, I think that kind of is hard to come back from. It's, uh, it's deflating for the other team. So That was deflating. And you know it's your night when you're hitting shots like that. The guy that hit that shot. Let's hear from J.J. I actually realized there was five seconds on the clock when I shot it, but <laughs> I wasn't thinking. So I was just, you know what, let me just pull this, and it felt good leaving my hands, like I said. So J.J. on getting the feeling of a win like this and coming from a perspective of being a local guy and just knowing how wins like this can, you know, like just carry you through the rest of the week in Syracuse, New York, right? They play again Saturday against Georgia Tech. I have a programming note about that to tell you about at the end of the show, by the way. But a win like this, is it's almost like when you're in a football town like Buffalo or Green Bay and the team wins on Sunday and it could just carry you through an entire week. This win tonight, it's getting colder, snow is coming, tough day at work, whatever the case may be. It can carry you through an entire week if you're a Syracuse fan. So here's J.J. on the feeling. Oh, my gosh, it was big time, Uh, you know, especially given the fact that what we've been through as a team, um, to be able to pull a win like that against a great team um, because we played together, it just shows, you know, that that we're just growing with one another and our chemistry is just going to keep flourishing. It speaks to what we said earlier. I think everybody involved, everybody needed a win like this tonight for Syracuse. Let's hear from our Syracuse sports insiders. And man, the texts were coming fast and furious. I could barely keep up with you during the game. And we would love for you to join our Syracuse sports insider community. Here's the best way to do it. Text the word orange to 315-847-3895. And what that allows you to do is text me directly. Cut through the clutter. You don't have to wait for a response on social media, or maybe maybe I don't even see it, especially a night like tonight when Twitter's going crazy or X if you prefer, our Syracuse Sports Insiders can text me directly anytime. Your thoughts, your opinions, your questions, the game flow texts are always great. The stream of consciousness, you should see all the exclamation points on my screen from the text coming in. You guys always bring it with great questions and comments and opinions and just the back and forth we've developed with our Syracuse Sports Insiders has been incredible. 
about basketball, football questions coming in. It's lacrosse season now. Whatever your fancy for Syracuse sports, we would love for you to join our community. Text me. I text you. It's been fantastic. And you get priority on this post-game show and the Syracuse Sports Podcast as well. So uh, join us today and try it free for two weeks. And if you like what you see, then it's just $3.99 a month after that. You can cancel any time. But uh, give it a shot. Be a part of our Syracuse Sports Insider community. And Tommy B really leads us off tonight. I love this. Of my 22 and 363 days on this earth, I don't think I've ever felt this relieved after a game. They play defense and won. The beers at Fagan's are ice cold tonight. Yeah, Fagan's probably a little busier than your average Tuesday night in Syracuse, New York. From Scotty K, it says, to paraphrase Miracle Max from Princess uh, Bride, I believe that is, Syracuse is only, quote, mostly dead. The orange are officially on life support. He goes on to say this, I think the team can only afford to lose one more game in the regular season and would have to win in the ACC tournament to get in. From my guy Dan, who says, huge statement from Davis, meaning Hubert Davis. I sent some clips to our Syracuse Sports Insiders, and Hubert Davis, the coach of North Carolina, just giving Syracuse their propers on this one. Huge statement from Autry. Talent is there to do this regularly. This wasn't just a shooting fluke. They can keep it going. Now, 63%, that's a lot to ask for, but I think this team did show what it is capable of offensively. Move the ball. Good things happen. Go figure right? Don't play hero ball. Don't play selfish. Don't duck your head, drive in the paint and try and take on three defenders, move the basketball and good things happen. I was saying it after the Clemson game. What is your offense? What is your offensive identity? We saw a little bit more of that tonight and guys, are they a zone team again? I think it speaks to what, what strategy works because I still think they've got to play man to man. I still think they played pretty good man-to-man at times this year, and I think we're all in favor of it being on the table. But I think the main complaint we had about the zone days under Bayheim was it just never changed, and you lived and died by it. Autry is not living and dying by anything. He's putting the defense out there that works. And you know what? The zone worked tonight. And we'll see if it continues to be Syracuse's best defense going forward, particularly down some bodies. It's probably their best strategy going forward, but it's back. The rumors of the death of the 2-3 zone have been greatly exaggerated. From Timmy P, who says Autry did a great job of dictating tempo and timeouts at the perfect times to keep that team from exploding those layups by the attacking guards on high-percentage shots. This from J.P., who says Judah and JJ were phenomenal tonight, exactly what we envisioned in the backcourt. The depth we once had is gone. So against formidable opponents, you have to do exactly what you did against North Carolina. From Frankie F., who says everyone came up big tonight. Mince and Starling were the stars. Copeland absolutely clutch on defense at the end as well. From my guy Gonzo, so thrilled for Red and the whole team. It's been a long year, and that'll go a long way towards recruiting And next year, he says, good job, Orange. From Jack H., who says they finally put it together, the best all-around game of the season. The combination of offense and defense, especially in crunch time, was better than we had seen it this season. And Jack goes on to say, this game 
also shows that the 2-3 zone doesn't need to be banished from the strategy, just used carefully and used in a way that is hard to plan around. We were just saying that with the zone. At least keep it in your back pocket if you need it. Scott M. says, I miss the days that beating a ranked team was just expected. No need to storm the court. Sean B. says, don't love the court storm. We're a top 10 15 program in college basketball history we should act like we've been there before and we're supposed to do things like this because we have look here's why i disagree with scott and here's why i disagree with sean the kids that storm the court have not been there before this is for a lot of them their first experience they haven't beaten a top 10 team since 2019 do you know how many of those kids were on the court tonight that didn't know that, didn't see that, didn't experience that. Court storming is, it's all about your experience. This is their win. So they claim it by storming the court. So look, I used to feel that way. I respect your opinion, but act like we've been there before. They haven't been there before. Maybe the program will be built back up to the standard. We're beating North Carolina. It's like, you know, Syracuse is supposed to beat North Carolina occasionally and not just once in a while and, going five years in between top 10 wins, totally understand that. And the the clip we played from Autry and something he said tonight speaks to that as well, but they haven't been there before. So let them go there and know what it feels like from Brian C who says, uh, what a win for Syracuse played fantastic. Almost the entire game did exactly what they needed to do. Hold their own just enough on the rebounds. Keep up the defensive pressure to the end. Timely steals at the end and the offense was the best it's been all year. They needed every bit of it to get, dare I say, a quad one win. From Glenn B. So we continue to hear from our great Syracuse Sports Insiders. Just text the word ORANGE to 315-847-3895 to become a Syracuse Sports Insider today. Glenn B. says, what was that about us not winning this game, Brent? Adding, they did it with seven players in the zone. I said it to open the show, Glenn. Yeah, I said it. They weren't going to win this game. And if you thought they were going to win this game, you're lying through your stinking teeth. Even the most dyed-in-the-wool Syracuse fan came in kind of expecting, you know, uh, like you're going behind the woodshed a little bit. And here comes the belt. Come on. You expected to win this game? Come on. Don't give me that. That's just fleeting hope. That's just sports. That's just stuff happens. But it did. That's the great reminder that sports gives us that I love so much. There's nothing I love more in sports than when it reminds you, just when you think you know, wham, it slaps you in the face and you have no idea. But thanks for the reminder, Glenn. I did say that. From my guy, Red, who says the Autry era is here. The troll said we wouldn't win another game the rest of the year after that Louisville game at this time seven days ago. They're pretty quiet right now look Syracuse still has some work to do right they've been all over the place this year they've had a lot of bad losses they've had a a turbulent time kicking players off the team we've seen the chemistry issues we've seen some stuff from this team a win like this it it's a fair question to say now is it a moment in time or does it start something does it make you believe in something you can beat the best team in the ACC and Judah talked about the confidence this team has and that's great but that confidence doesn't always show. This team has withered at times and has to grow up. And how about playing well in the first half? You'll take that. That has not always been the case from this team. There's just been so many pieces 
that are it's like you're doing a puzzle and it's almost there but there's still those three pieces missing and you just can't find them tonight everything became clear and they saw it right and it was a sailboat if you get that reference if you know what movie i'm referencing brownie points to you that's fantastic Uh, a couple more from you guys Jeff N says the best part of this win was the grit and toughness that Syracuse showed, and they were never down big when they trailed good enough on the boards. And quite simply, Syracuse's guards outplayed UNC's and controlled the game. From Kate, who says this game was well worth paying the babysitter tonight. It's that's it. That's it. It's a Tuesday night. It wasn't particularly cold or anything. And when I walked out of the dome tonight, I was like, oh boy. Winter's back after our little warm spell here. But the fans like Kate and so many faces that I see a game in and game out that are just there. They're there game in and game out. They want to be a part of this thing. We heard from Tommy B at the beginning. Party in a Fagans tonight. He didn't. He's 22 years old. Maybe he is there on a Tuesday night. I don't know. That's what I was doing when I was in college at uh, 22 years old. Right? But the fans that have to get a babysitter and look it's not always the easiest thing to do on a weeknight drag the kids there they got school the next day you got stuff going on right it's a commitment nights like tonight make that all worth it so there you go kate hope the babysitter got a little bit of a bonus as well and we'll end with robbie w who says i've never been happier to be wrong about a game in my life great job all around just please work on the free throws gentlemen you're giving me agita yeah, there were some one out of two situations down the stretch. Now, think about this. Those guys had an audience at the free throw line. They don't usually do. The swell of students, like they went down there. They started going. <laughs> it's funny. So I sit on the media section. It's kind of an elevated platform, right? We're right in front of the student section. And you could just feel the students coming down and I kind of turned and Mike Waters who was sitting next to me kind of turned and they just got that look in their eye. So I have to say they were great, but Mike and I kind of told the students like, Hey, listen, you can't go like, so you're kind of going over the railing and our, our, our table is elevated. So if they tried to go straight through, that's a big drop. People would get hurt, but there's kind of a platform and stairs behind us. So Mike and I and Donna as well were kind of saying, hey, guys, go down the stairs, right? We don't want you to get hurt. Go have fun. Go do your thing. But don't try and go over the top. And that was for our safety as well. <laughs> I looked. I saw one kid. He just had that look in his eye. I'm like, take the stairs, okay? But, hey, they had fun, and the players were in the mix of it, and they had fun, and they loved it. And, look, it was a great night at the Dome. And the best nights like that are the ones you don't see coming, Right? It's not a hyped game. It's not Syracuse, Duke, Saturday, you know, 7 o'clock tip with game day there. This came out of nowhere. And those are the best kind of upsets, the ones that even the most passionate died-in-the-wool Syracuse fan wouldn't predict and didn't see coming. But Syracuse played its best game of the season. And now, again, the question is, you're not going to shoot 63% going the rest of the way, but can you move the ball like you did tonight? Dedicate yourself on defense the way you did tonight. Are Judah and JJ finally, you know, really kind of coming together and gelling as what they think is one of the best backcourts in the ACC? And 
even missing some bodies. Peter Carey wasn't available tonight. It turns out that upper body injury he had was concussion protocol, so you certainly have to be careful with that. But they kind of have their seven guys. Kyle Cuff didn't play again tonight. I don't really think he needed to, frankly. I think you are going to need him down the stretch because I don't think seven bodies is enough to get through the rest of the schedule. But tonight you didn't. And these guys grew up tonight, and they and they showed something and pulled off an upset and made a memory. No matter what happens the rest of the year, you got the first top 10 win for Syracuse basketball since 2019. What a night it was at the Dome tonight. As Syracuse wins 86-79. to 79. Okay, guys, programming note, okay? Hate to be a bummer, but there's not going to be a post-game show Saturday night after uh, the Georgia Tech game. I am covering lacrosse on Saturday. So the SU-Georgia Tech game and the Syracuse-Maryland lacrosse game are pretty much starting at the same time. I'm going to be on lacrosse duty Saturday, covering a top-five matchup at the Dome Donna DeToda, Mike Waters, the whole crew will have you covered as usual. We're just uh, unfortunately not going to have a post-game show after that game. So, sorry, bummer. You know, this happens once in a while. We have to skip one. Conflicts come up. Things happen. So, uh, my apologies. We're not going to have a post-game show after the Georgia Tech game. So, note that for Saturday. I don't anticipate any other conflicts coming up. I want to do as many of these as we can. But, you know, Saturday... Just uh, one of those days where I had to make a choice, and I'm going to cover the lacrosse game. We'll see how the Orange do against Georgia Tech. We'll continue to talk about this team and, and what this win bears now. What happens from here after the glow of victory kind of shines away? That's the thing. Now Autry has the opposite problem he's had from some of these big losses, the one to North Carolina earlier this season included. How do you keep things steady, keep things improving, and keep a confident bunch rolling here happy valentine's day by the way hope you have a, a lovely day with your sweetie and enjoy the rest of your week again sorry we won't be here saturday after the georgia tech game but uh we've got some cool stuff lined up for you on the syracuse sports front you syracuse football fans are going to be pretty happy this week about a guest or two knock on wood we're working on some stuff for you on the pod so please subscribe on spotify apple subscribe to our youtube channel syracuse orange sports on syracuse.com so you don't miss this show or the Syracuse Sports Podcast as well. Thank you to our Syracuse Sports Insiders. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening tonight. What a night. Sports, right? You got to love it. Syracuse beats North Carolina 86-79. to This has been Syracuse Basketball Post Game, presented by Krause Health, the exclusive health care partner for SU Athletics. We'll catch you next time, guys. Thanks for hanging tonight.